Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director, and I'm happy to be back as your host today. I hope you enjoyed hearing from some of my incredible colleagues over the past few weeks while I was out on paternity leave. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, March 1st. Joe Biden has a tall order to fill with his State of the Union address tonight. Not only does he need to try to resuscitate his political standing at home, he needs to address the country and the world about the crisis in Ukraine. As you can imagine, the White House had to scramble a bit in the last couple weeks as world events were changing before their eyes to get President Biden's State of the Union address in the right place for tonight. In fact, even as I record this podcast at about two o'clock in the afternoon today, you are learning that the president is still making some adjustments to the speech. But here's what we know from the White House team. He's going to address the Russian invasion in Ukraine right out of the gate and that it is going to be a significant portion of the speech. That clearly was not the plan even a couple of weeks ago. Now, it's not the only thing he's going to discuss, obviously. He will touch on the economy and inflation and coronavirus and lots of other important domestic issues. But the president and his team are keenly aware that given the news environment, given the fact that Russians may actually make a move further into Kyiv, the capital of Ukraine, at the precise moment that Joe Biden is delivering his State of the Union address, they understand that it is what the president says about the crisis in Ukraine, the ongoing war, that will likely have the longest afterlife when the speech is over. It's also important to remember, Joe Biden, a former chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, is in his own wheelhouse a bit with these matters at hand. And candidate Joe Biden, as well as President Joe Biden for the bulk of his first year as president, has been talking about this notion of autocracy versus democracy as a centerpiece of his worldview, of the Biden doctrine, if you will. And so that will be a key portion of how he frames his comments about Putin's war on Ukraine. But President Biden also knows he is addressing an American public that is weary from two years of dealing with COVID, a public that is battling a real pinch on their wallets due to inflation, and a public that, quite frankly, isn't with him. His poll numbers are at record lows for his presidency, and there's only been one modern-day predecessor who conducted his first official State of the Union address at a lower point in the polls, and that was Donald Trump. But that is no reason, President Biden says, to shy away from drawing attention to this important matter at hand with Ukraine. Here's how he put it last Thursday at the White House. I know this is hard and that Americans are already hurting. But this aggression cannot go unanswered. If it did, the consequences for America would be much worse. America stands up to bullies. We stand up for freedom. This is who we are. Obviously, the economy will be a critical component of the speech as well. We're now dealing with an annual rate of 7.5%. So we haven't seen inflation like this in decades, and President Biden is clearly going to address that in the speech tonight. His team has already sort of foreshadowed the kinds of things he's going to roll out 
to the American people tonight to suggest that he has his arms around this inflation moment. But more important than that, look to see how Joe Biden puts his famous ability for empathy front and center. That sort of quality of a president to feel the pain of the American people. Of course, you'll have the typical partisan back and forth. Take a listen to the majority leader and minority leader of the United States Senate today teeing up the speech. As we continue to face the serious challenges of our time, just look at how far we've come. The economy has now grown at the fastest rate in a single year since the 1980s. Congress passed and the president signed the biggest comprehensive standalone infrastructure law in generations. And the world can now rest assured that the United States is once again a reliable ally in the defense of democracy and our alliance like NATO. The American people have a lot of questions they'd like answered. Why Democrats plunged ahead with reckless spending that caused the worst inflation in 40 years. Why violent crime and illegal immigration are setting all-time records. It also won't be lost on the president that this is going to be one of his biggest opportunities, as a State of the Union address is for any president, to get before a large swath of the American public and it being an election year and the midterm election campaign season getting underway today with primaries kicking off in Texas, that the president is going to try and light some fire under what has proven to be so far in the polls an unenthusiastic Democratic base. And with a president sitting at 41 percent approval, 54 percent disapproval in the latest CNN poll of polls, certainly his Supreme Court nominee will be a piece of that. But be on the lookout for how else he offers Democrats something to rally around and get them motivated for these critical upcoming elections. Presidents, of course, have to deal with events as they happen. It's interesting, because of Joe Biden's current low political standing, because his party is currently on defense politically, this was a big high-stakes moment for him to try to use this speech to begin to dig out of that hole and turn it around. Interestingly, the events of Ukraine may give him a pass on that tonight because there's almost nothing that Joe Biden can do, barring some huge surprise, that's going to break through this news environment with this ongoing war and the world's attention captivated on Putin's aggression. And so that actually may have bought Joe Biden a little bit of time here, or at least a freebie of a State of the Union address, where the after effect is not going to be all the typical partisan back and forth over inflation or economic policies, but instead his opportunity to really not just bring Republicans and Democrats together here at home to rally around this notion of the fight for democracy over autocracy, but to really also help unify the Western world, which has been his mission number one in dealing with Putin's aggression here. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Also, please tune in tonight to CNN's live special coverage of President Biden's first official State of the Union address. That is live on CNN beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing, netsuite.com briefing.